Hi neighbors, Courtney here. Welcome to the Local Living Carmel podcast, where you will hear stories from local business owners and neighbors. You can get more from Local Living Carmel on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to check out our local coupon book, which exclusively features deals from Carmel Independent Businesses, available in stores now. So my name is Rob Vorsalak. I am the Director of Community Services. I'm an actual employee of the Owners Association here. And my background is actually in planning and urban design. Uh, the reason I'm excited about working here is it's a little bit different than being in an actual planning office and designing a development plan from a zoomed out scale. Whereas working here, I'm more on the other side of the plan. I'm on the implementation side of it and trying to figure out how these spaces, how these events that maybe looked good on paper in the office will actually work when the development is actually built out. So 16, 17 years later, uh, we're starting to figure out that some of these things that did look good on paper uh, don't really work out the way that they were supposed to or the way they were intended. And uh, how can we adapt and make these things work uh, to the benefit of the residents who live here, but then also uh, perhaps residents in the surrounding communities. Mm -hmm. So the Village of West Clay is a traditional neighborhood development. If you're thinking about suburban America, uh, you have these, they're called bedroom communities. So people uh, live in homes, they live in their, their suburban neighborhoods, uh, they, they sleep there, and then during the day, they go to work somewhere else. And a traditional neighborhood development is trying to create more of a village-type environment where you have businesses, you have other things that are happening there instead of just your residential homes. So somebody might be able to live there, work there, play there, and do everything there instead of driving somewhere completely different to do all these other activities. Uh, and I think that's what really makes West Clay unique to other neighborhoods within Carmel, uh, because you can find all of that stuff here. And it makes it exciting, I think, to work here, but also to live here, that uh, lifestyles that people are looking into for maybe being more active, um, it's easy to find those things around the neighborhood. Okay, well, I'll ask you a couple more questions about that. Um, I want to bring David into the conversation. Could you introduce yourself? My name is David Klein. I'm a resident of the Village of West Clay, as well as um, a business owner and uh, also a developer of the commercial ground within the Village of West Clay. So I'm curious, as a resident, um, you know, Rob mentioned, um, you know, a community that wants to be more active and engaged. What kind of activities do you guys have going on throughout the year for, you know, residents? It's really cool because, you know, a typical neighborhood, you'd kind of come and go and it's, maybe they do something during the 4th of July. Here we have scheduled activities. There's a calendar every month mm -hmm. with uh, activities from, we have a group of, they're called the Romeos, the retired old men eating out. They go out to <laughs> dinner, so dinner every Monday night and they have breakfast uh, Wednesday and Friday at Zing and then they, um, you know, they meet for other events and activities. Then there's a, a women's club. There's, um, 
let's see, we've got, uh, there's all sorts of stuff. Card clubs, uh, Texas, yeah, Hold Texas Hold'em. And, uh, and then throughout the, uh, summer months, there's some, you know, we get to do more stuff outside, obviously, but, uh, once a month, there's a concert in the park where they fill up the park. Uh, all the residents come on a Sunday evening. People oh, bring, once a month. Yeah. And so, uh, on Sunday evening, and then they bring your own, you know, picnic and your wine and, uh, people come sit outside and it goes on for a couple hours and it's, you know, held out in the gazebo in the main mm-hmm. park and, uh, which is really neat. And then, you know, breakfast with Santa and then we have, um, fall, yeah, fall festival. festivals and we have after school festivals when school lets out. We have a back to school festival once school starts. Um, you know, lots of stuff geared towards bringing the community together. Um, so, you know, a big variety of uh, items and basically if anybody wanted to start a club or a group that's wide open, you know, all they got to do is volunteer to help organize it. Hmm. That's really neat. I assume there's no lack of um, ideas in a community this large. No, not at all. I mean, like anything else, you got lots of ideas, but you always need more people to implement them. Yeah. Everyone can come up with an idea. <laughs> it's easy to come up with an idea. Yeah. It's more of a challenge to actually implement them and do it. But we, we've got a you know, great community here and uh, terrific volunteers that are uh, that help make it what it is. So what is the community size here? So we're about, we'll be about 1500 living units when it's, uh, com- wrapped up and completed. And if you, you know, at that rate, we're probably somewhere in the 4,000, uh, people and population wise. Um, if you do the, just a quick, you know, calculation of that puts you over 4,000. My assumption is this is the largest neighborhood in Carmel. I would assume it's the largest neighborhood in the state of That's Indiana. Right. <laughs> um, you know, it's larger than the town of Sheridan, yeah. which is about 2,800 people. Um, so, you know, we're, we're larger than that and we sit on, uh, 700 some odd acres of ground. So this leaves me to wonder, it's bigger than a lot of small towns. Rob, as, you know, staff and on the HOA, what's it, what does it take to kind of manage a community that doesn't just have houses, it has businesses and all these groups? Uh, it takes a lot of patience. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot to juggle. It is. It is. Um, but we have a great staff over there. It's a staff of uh, five office employees. And then, uh, let's see, it's about five uh, employees on the maintenance staff as well. Um, we have a number of townhomes. We have uh, I couldn't even tell you how many acres of open space that we have. Uh, we have three different fitness centers. Uh, this meeting house that we're in right now, there's uh, two ballrooms upstairs, and there's these two club rooms here. And so there's a lot of property that we actually need to maintain. And this is all accessible to all residents? It is. Yeah. Um, and there are certain areas that are designated for public rental as well, um, like the ballrooms upstairs and uh, University Green over here, and then Ronald Reagan Green on the west side of Town Road. Uh, those are all uh, available through caterers to rent out, uh, whether it's a wedding or um, any other function. Uh, so back to your question, it, it definitely takes a lot of patience to, we have over 3,000 uh, residents or David was saying what 4,000 yeah, population. Um, yeah. So just trying to make sure that everybody is happy with uh, the way that we're operating things. Uh, and if they do have any questions or concerns that we're there ready to uh, help them out, uh, whether it may not be an immediate fix to an issue that they have, but at least trying to figure out what we can do to fix these things and make things actually better, make 
make it more exciting for people to live here. I was just going to say, as you mentioned, you know, being that it is all run by our own personal owners association staff, it's all funded by the owner's dues mm. that are paid into. And so, um, you know, it, it the magnitude is, is pretty large, you know, well over a $2 million budget that's being run in, uh, in OA dues. So, I mean, it's, it's a much bigger ordeal than, you know, a typical neighborhood yeah. that just gets a little bit of snow plowing and, and has a pool. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we have three pools. We have, you know, three sets of tennis courts, you know, et cetera. So you could go through that. It's, uh, it's a big deal. And obviously I would say that our, uh, owners association team and the grounds committee and everybody does, um, the work they do is, you, you couldn't find anything close to as nice as this mm. uh, traveling around. I mean, our grounds are gorgeous, immaculately maintained. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's it's in a spectacular place to live and then also a place to work, you know. And so for me, you know, I can step out of my office and go stand and sit in the park on a bench and be on my phone and be out there doing business and in a whole different environment than I'd get anywhere else or be able to walk somewhere and go get something to eat and um, yeah, it's just, it's a different concept, but it's just so well maintained mm. that you, there's no comparison to any other community. I've lived all over the place around Carmel, lived here my whole life. Mm. Um, and so for me, um, you know, I've lived in, uh, being that I'm a home builder, I've bounced around a lot, building mm-hmm. in different neighborhoods and lived in them, but there's nothing that compares to this. Yeah. I was curious what your perspective is as a builder and now as a resident here too. Sure. How does it compare to these other builds? You know, I've, I've lived, uh, like I said, uh, around West Carmel and lots of different neighborhoods that we've built in as well. Uh, and they're all very nice neighborhoods, but there's nothing that has a community feel like this. Uh, typical neighborhoods, uh, you know, people hibernate in their backyards and it's all about how much privacy can I gain. Driving when the garage. I, right, it. shut it. That's and it. I want to be in my backyard and I don't want people to see me and I want to be able to, well, that takes out a real sense of community. Uh, it, it doesn't really create interaction. Whereas here, you know, what's so desirable is bringing the homes, you know, they are a little bit closer, they're closer to the street, which was designed to provide more pedestrian interaction. So if you're sitting on your front porch and someone walks by, you're, you got to say hello. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just ignore them. They're, you know, 15 feet from yeah. you. Uh, so it really creates a much bigger feel of community. And so for me, uh, that's really a neat concept. Um, that, you know, you really get to know people and it's a very diverse mix of, uh, uh, the demographics that are out here. So, you know, we've got, you know, where I live behind me, we've got, uh, empty nesters and then across the street, got a, a single lady that lives over there. And then, you know, it's, it's a variety of everything and you're living around each other. So, you know, your friends that you've become friendly with in the neighborhood are really a broad mix of ages and demographics. That's really pretty cool. That is neat because most other areas of life and most neighborhoods are pretty segregated. Very much of, so. Especially demographics. Yeah, the demographics are pretty much the same and most houses are within four or five percent value of each other within a neighborhood too. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, you know, I mean, you, you, when we've seen it, you got houses that are a million and a half dollars next door to a $500,000 house. Um, whereas anywhere else people think that's the most ridiculous thing in the world, but out here it's normal. And so, you know, not everybody is from the same, uh, level of homes and incomes and but it doesn't matter it's still it's a community and regardless everyone has the same access to the, all the oh services. yeah absolutely everything's the same right mm-hmm. and so uh you know if you live in the uh the condominiums or the apartments over here um you know you're at the pools and enjoying and you get to use every, all the same facilities and mm-hmm. that everybody else does and it's really a neat interaction of people yeah so it's neat because i knew the concept of this place was more community urban interaction oh, yeah. But you actually see it happening in practice. Without a doubt. That's you know, great. I mean, I'm obviously I mentioned, you know, we own Zing Cafe over here and it's, I'm a little 
biased about because I love Zing. But okay, you could, everyone's a little biased. But the, <laughs> but the end of the day, what's so neat is to go in there and see people coming and going. And it draws from about a two-mile radius from out here, two-and-a-half-mile radius, so not just the village. But what you see is a real sense of community. People that come in, as they walk in the door, they look around to see who's there, and they give a, a, they, a hello, a wave. They go over, they say hi, they talk to them. Uh, and then they go up and order their coffee and their sandwich, whatever it is, and then leave. But it, it's a true sense of community. You know, you walk in other places, chances are you're not going to know somebody. If you do, it's rare. Here, it's unusual that you don't know someone when you walk in. So it really just creates such a cool feel. Um, and that's what you get at the restaurants. You, know, you go to the Lip Moose, you, know, you walk into dinner, you walk around, and you'll spend the first five minutes saying hi. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know everybody. Yeah. And it's a community. It's really cool. This uh, this community seems to lend itself well to independent businesses because the neighborhood feel that sure. knowing the owners, knowing the regulars, mm-hmm. all that. It, it does. And, um, you know, and that was really the developer, the original developer, Brenwick, when they were putting the neighborhood together. Their goal was to not have just lots of chain restaurants. They wanted to attract the local uh, business owners. Personality. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and ultimately we're tucked in here, so it's not on the main road. So big national chains would immediately write it off mm-hmm. of their uh, target list for real estate that it doesn't meet certain criteria. Um, but, you know, it works great for those of us that are in here and it's been terrific. And, um, you know, I think that's one of the neat things about it is that people really enjoy coming in here because it's different than going to Keystone the Crossing yeah. to a chain restaurant or whatever. And, you know, it's just here you get to see the owners and meet them and uh, it's a real real neat exactly <laughs> and it's a real sense of uh, of community which is neat do you find um most of the people who frequent the businesses here are residents or do you is there a good number that come from outside of the community we see a good number from ours uh, like i said probably about a two and a half mile radius is, is our big is about the draw um, and then within that two and a half mile radius your population of about thirty thousand people so you know it's, it's Good size, yeah. You know, when I grew up in Carmel, Carmel was twenty five thousand people. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's still a city. <laughs> so, so you know, thirty thousand people on this west side over here around Carmel. Uh, there's a lot of people, and so people come use the services over here. Uh, you know, the dry cleaners and the restaurants and the shops and the gift shop. You know, they come. We'll use those. Um, so it, it really is a broader mix, and I. I ask people all the time when they come in, let's say to the cafe or to Basket Bazaar, we'll ask them, do you live in the area? And it's neat that more and more we hear, no, I just live up the street. And so it's a real attraction for people that live in that couple mile radius um, because it was, this is the commercial services for the side of town. Yeah. So I'm curious, um, Rob, when you first started talking, you talked about, you know, back in 2000 at the inception, there were some ideas about how it would go and, you know, as with anything. 17 years later, some things would have changed. So what has been kind of the shift of the community? Really, but you've been here from the start, yeah. too. So it'd be a question for you as a staff member and then you as, you know, a longtime resident and stockholder. What have been sure. the shifts? I think uh, the, the way that the community is designed, um, it really is supposed to be inclusive um, with the businesses that we have downtown here in the Village Center. Uh, that we want to see people from outside coming in. I don't think the businesses would be able to survive if it was just for the residents feeding mm-hmm. those. Uh, the one problem that we've uh, encountered or just we've been hearing that a lot of our residents like to treat this as a gated community. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that the entrances are designed, if you're driving on one of the streets on Main Street or on town, 
you may just drive by and think, oh, that looks like a gated community. Just the way that they're designed, there are no gates, but I admit, the I had features that, that there are. The first time I came in, I wasn't sure. <laughs> so I've heard from friends of mine uh, who will say they've come in here and it feels a little creepy or they feel like they're <laughs> they're in a gated community and they're not welcome. And so that's one of our challenges, mm. uh, whereas this community uh, looks great on a map if you're looking at that. Um, at the planning level, uh, when it's actually built out and starting to see how these things play out, that maybe the the design of the gateways or the entryways, I should say, um, to the community could have been a little bit more inviting. Hmm. And so now that we're on this side of it, we're trying to figure out ways on how we can really show that there is something here. Um, so recently working with the city of Carmel to put some signage out on Main Street and on town, uh, to at least let people know who are driving on Main Street that there's some village shops down, down here in the village center. Um, and those are nice. They're coming. I just met with the city, uh, last week and they're mm-hmm. actually going to be, we're supposed to be installed in December. Um, so we're here in January. We'll probably see them in the next 30 days or so. I bet that'll make a big uh, but it'll difference. be nice. And it says shops and dining pointing mm-hmm. inward and uh, helping people understand that there is more in here, which definitely will be nice. Yeah. And that, you know, originally was not something that the city had in mind or the developers had in mind. Um, but obviously over time, you just kind of learn things need to change. And mm-hmm. um, it definitely will, will be nice to see some more wayfinding signage to bring people into the village. Yeah. And small shifts and changes like that can make a really big difference to people understanding. What understanding that, that it is welcoming and, mm-hmm. you know, because it is, I mean, people want it to be welcoming and the, the residents know that without those people, they won't have more retail. And so, okay. um, you know, it's been neat to see, I think with the recent addition of the various restaurants that have come in, food and beverage has made a, a big difference in the draw into the village and created a lot more life, uh, which is a natural progression of the development. They always expected the commercial to be towards the end of the process. Um, they never took into account, you know, the six-year downturn in the real estate market and everything else that pro- prolonged all of this. So a lot of people got antsy thinking, well, where is it? Why isn't it all here yet? When in reality, we lost six years of real estate market uh, that nothing was being done. So take that out of the mix. You know, now this really kind of is the time it would have been taking off. Yeah. Well, Um, it is a community too. And communities, you can plan as much, but there has to be this organic growth that eventually propels something greater. So that takes time. It does take time. And I think what we found is like anything else, things um, continue to change as you go. And so over the course of 16, 17 years, lifestyles change, new trends come out. You know, there's a lot of things that, that are happening, you know, and, 15 years ago, no one knew what a bike share was, you know, a bike share program or the, you know, Zagster, one of these, you know, so there's lots of things that are continuing to change that we're bringing in. And that's what's so great that, you know, between our board of directors and our owners association, everybody's looking forward to figure out ways to continue to keep the development moving in the right direction. And so, uh, and the city of Carmel's really, um, getting behind us now too. That's why I said I had a meeting with, uh, with the city of Carmel the other day and they, they really want to try to, continue to promote the village of West Clay because frankly it's their premier community within the city that yeah. they can showcase and they use it all the time to showcase when people come in from out of town the mayor brings people out here all the time because uh, they're proud of it and it's really an amazing you know uh, accomplishment what they did out here took yeah. this cornfield and turned it into a city yeah it is really amazing <laughs> 
I, I didn't realize, you know, I'm from the east side of Carmel, like 116th and Gray, so way sure. on the other side. <laughs> and the first time I came out here, I'd heard of West Clay. Um, I came for a park and I thought, well, I'll just kind of drive in and see. And it was like this world opened up the farther and I drove and I was like, <laughs> wow, there's so many shops here. And oh, yeah. I didn't realize all, like, oh, um, Danny Boys, I didn't realize that was sure. here. Like, I had heard about it. You heard of it, sure, yeah. absolutely. So that, and that's, that's fun is it's really, uh, that's changed the face. So I think we'll continue to see more growth. We're seeing a lot more people looking to relocate their offices out here and just, you know, they're building an office building or whatever it might be. Uh, Cause what a neat environment, you know, you have a, um, instead of being in a big office high rise building, you can be out here and it's a warmer uh, community type feel and involvement. And, um, you know, like I said, a neat place to go out and take a walk at lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah. And beautiful place. Right. And that's a, a big uh, thing about, I know the mayor of Carmel would uh, agree with this is that, uh, as far as economic development goes, maybe trying to attract new businesses, it might not be so much on providing them tax incentives, but showing them the quality of life that has developed here in Carmel and how much the city really does back that quality of life and showing a community like the village of West Clay that we really are focused on that quality of life that business owners um, may actually want to bring their offices here. And case in point, it sounds like we are getting some more businesses. Yeah, that's great. That's great for the neighborhood. That's great yeah. for the businesses. Yeah, it's great really for the whole great. city. So, so I'm curious, looking forward then for with all the changes you guys have had in the last 17 years, like what's the next five? You hinted at it a little bit, but the next five years, the focus of the HOA of residents here. I mean, I think, and um, you know, again, being that I'm involved in it, but that's really the reason I got involved and purchased the land was really the finishing out of the inside of the village center is really the focus. The residential side is really closing down in the sense that we are winding it up and there's not a lot of lots left. I mean, I don't know what we have, but... Last I checked was back in uh, October, maybe we had about 50 lots that were still open for a home. Yeah, so from that standpoint, from the new construction, you know, we were talking 50 living units out of the 1,500, we're winding down. So that, you know, that part's done. Um, but the commercial inside here is about 60% complete for what was going to be in here. Um, so I think it's that last 40% that we're going to build out will be the critical, uh, component over the next five years. And then as, as we do that, then we're adding additional services to the community and we're bringing more events to the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that all kind of goes together with each other. As an, we finish it out, yeah. Yeah, it'll be an exciting 40% because you would be building it out with a lot of experience now. Right. Um, yeah, we've really been able to figure out what's, what's work, what works well out here and uh, what people want. You know, we, mm-hmm. we do a lot of surveys and try to listen to what the community is asking for so that we could make sure we're bringing appropriate services here that people would want to support. Mm-hmm. That's great. Anything you want to add to that? Well, there's actually, I want to mention that there's uh, two commercial areas within the village of West Clay. There's the village center, um, which is more local business oriented. Mm-hmm. And then there's also Uptown, which is on Main Street, uh, just west of Town Road. And that's a little bit, uh, there's a better vis- visibility there. Um, there's right now there's CVS is over there. It's one of the, mm-hmm. um, highest traveled CVS's yes. in the, uh, in seven the state. state, in a seven state territory, actually. Really? Yes. And, uh, but that's probably going to be the last component that's developed. There's still 
uh, quite a bit of... There's a handful of outlots. It, it's The difference with that uh, area is that's meant for more auto-intensive use. Mm-hmm. So there's drive-throughs drive like banks and CVS drive-through. Um, which is practical. You need which things. is practical, absolutely. But it's, it's geared towards outlots, mm-hmm. not more like where we want is the, on the inside is meant for be more of a uh, cozy, the heart. heart and comfortable yeah. environment where you do sit outside to have, you know, lunch and mm-hmm. whatever it might be or dinner. Whereas out there, that's meant, it's a little more typical yeah. uh, of a retail development area in the sense that there's outlots and a little more commercial feel. Um, it's got cool architecture and stuff, but it's still at the end of the day, um, more commercial feel than what's meant to be inside here, yeah. which is meant to feel like a, a town, you know, a, a component. So it, it, which will be neat and that will, that other side will uh, develop a little differently, um, than this will on the inside for sure. I have to add to, um, just how unique the village of West Clay is. And, uh, we mentioned over the past 17 years, development is still continuing um, so we're not a typical neighborhood where the developer comes in, builds all of the homes, and they leave. There's some very strict architectural guidelines that we have here. Uh, so if you drive around, yeah. <laughs> you'll see uh, traditional styles, Federal, Greek, Italianate, Gothic Revival. Um, they're all predominant here in the Village Center. And as you move out, you'll see uh, Victorian styles, um, such as Second Empire and Queen Anne, the popular eclectic revival styles like Colonial, Classic, and Tudor, um, they're encouraged elsewhere in the village of West Clay. So David could probably attest that he's had some difficulty with the architectural review board trying to make sure that um, what they're trying to build agrees with what our uh, uh, guidelines really, mm. really want here. Well, that's apparent when you drive through because everything has a high standard. And there's a like a very um, consistent visual, which yeah. is good though. Oh, it's terrific! Way. It's beautiful. There's a large amount of variety. Uh, yeah. You don't drive by and think, "Oh, I saw that house around the corner." Uh, every house is mm. unique to uh, to that lot and to that uh, homeowner, and um, it really is terrific. And again, you know, I've been building for 24 years in Carmel, and you know, we built everything from your traditional box uh, mm-hmm. with the big arched window over the front entry and <laughs> you know the same routine you saw forever and then and when we started building out here in the early 2000s uh, it really became addicting because it's uh, it's an incredible uh, way to design homes and it really is is fun because it gets unique and it's more uh, more thought put into it uh, and you can really get creative with the architectural designs um, you know, colors and yeah, colors, colors can be crazy. They can, you know, it's just, it's a little bit of everything, which is, which is really neat. And again, it goes back to the broad range of demographics we have out here is kind of the same concept and carried over into the housing. It's such a broad range of housing that it, it creates a, a really unique lifestyle for people. Hmm. I appreciate that because I feel like, um, if you're going to put a certain amount of money into a home to give beauty to those who drive past, like putting some more beauty into the world, the aesthetic quality is, it elevates the right. whole community feel. You know, well, and that's that's really what the focus was, is to make sure that the outside of these homes mm-hmm. are appealing. And, you know, the developer's goal always was, they said they'd love for someone in, you know, 30 years to drive by through here and think that this has been here for 300 years. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, <laughs> in their mind, they want it to look like it's been here forever. Uh, but me- Right, but meanwhile, this is, you know, I mean, I, I used to live in a neighborhood that backs up to this cornfield, um, and this was a cornfield. Um, that's all it was. So it's pretty neat yeah. uh, to see what they've accomplished. 
That's great. I really appreciate um, Rob and David, you guys oh, absolutely. sharing about West Clay and hopefully helping people kind of see the more of the insides yes. and how welcoming this community is. So thank you. Well, thank it's you. We appreciate it. interesting place. Yeah, thank you. It is interesting. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. You can download new episodes of Local Living Carmel podcast on iTunes or subscribe at locallivingcarmel.com where you can get to know a new Carmel business owner and neighbor each week. See you next week.